Hey, what's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror's Home Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about Regression from 2015, directed by Alejandro Menabar, starring Ethan Hawke, Emma Watson, and Aaron Ashmore. Regression is a psychological mystery about a detective and a psychoanalyst who believe they uncover evidence of a satanic cult while investigating the rape of a traumatized teen. The title comes from Regression Therapy, which was a common method during the satanic panic of the 1980s and 1990s, using hypnotherapy and psychoanalysis techniques to identify past events, memories, and traumas in a patient. The plot of the film will dive more into the details of regression therapy, but the satanic panic was a surplus of cases where people believed satanic rituals were happening in towns across the country. The director of regression is also known for writing and directing the 2001 horror film, The Others. Ethan Hawke, of course, has starred in countless roles, but some of my favorite ones being Sinister from 2012, The Purge from 2013, and The Black Phone from 2022. The film is a movie that I watched the trailer for years ago, but I finally got around to seeing it recently on HBO Max. I'm going to take a quick musical break, then be right back to talk about the story and spoilers for Regression. The film takes place in Minnesota in 1990. Detective Bruce Kenner investigates the case of John Gray, who admits to sexually abusing his 17-year-old daughter, Angela, but has no recollection of the abuse. The case was filed by Angela, and she has been staying with the reverend of the local church. The father willingly came in and admitted to the act, even without remembering it. They seek the help of Professor Kenneth Raines to use recovered memory therapy on John Gray to retrieve his memories and come to suspect that their colleague, Detective George Nesbitt, played by Aaron, is involved. They detain him but fail to find evidence against him. Detectives suspect a satanic cult is involved because of Angela's testimony, in which Angela says that she was abused by people in masks and someone took pictures of it. Right from the beginning, it seems like a weird situation, the father admitting to an act that he can't even remember. Then through regression therapy, he eventually can recognize Nesbitt as the aggressor, who is allegedly attacking Angela in this memory while he's in the room as well, letting it happen. So the beginning quickly dives into the mystery, at least surrounding the case. Bruce and Kenneth meet Angela's estranged brother, Roy Gray, to inquire like why he left the house, why he moved away. Using the regression technique on him, he recalls hooded figures entering the room while he was young. Bruce and Kenneth suspect Roy's grandmother, Rose Gray, has some involvement but they go to her farm and her house, and they find nothing after they search it. Roy is very standoffish at first. It seemed like he was trying to like hide something, but he gives in and lets the regression therapy take place. It doesn't take long, though, before he shows signs of being in denial of the memories, or at least that's like how Professor Rain takes his actions. Between the interaction and then going to 
grand the grandmothers the only thing that really came of this was roy allegedly recalling the hooded figures meanwhile bruce begins having these nightmares involving the satanic rituals angela tells him that the cult is out to kill her as she has shown her demonic mark to him and that he is in danger as well she tells him that her mother received uh, miscellaneous phone calls and saw strange figures staring at her in the streets before she had an accident bruce starts to experience the same things and his nightmares increase intensity so this is all just kind of adding to his paranoia angela played by emma watson hasn't given much insight to the incident as she's been like just a mess so far in the movie like every time she's on the screen she's just kind of having a breakdown and crying and then she's getting like closer to ethan hawk's character uh, Detective Bruce, and that's the only time she's actually talking and being personal with someone. She shows him the mark and says that they'll kill him too now that he's seen it, which my first thought on that was kind of like, how would they know he saw it? They're just in a secure room, just the two of them. And at this point, I was still thinking, okay, maybe there's something satanic or supernatural still going on, or maybe there's even more to that. But Angela's vague story about her mother didn't really do much and all, everything so far is just kind of adding to Bruce's paranoia. After Bruce, Kenneth, and Angela meet with Rose, they accuse Rose of her like being involved with the satanic rituals, and then she just kind of goes crazy. Like she gets in this argument with them, and then later that night she's at home, and she hears her cat meowing. She goes out into the farm or the yeah the farmhouse and finds it but then it's kind of evil looking like with these really red eyes this leads her to like to run back into the house and she keeps seeing these other apparitions she runs up the stairs uh, scared and jumps from the window of her house injuring herself bruce meets angela in the church's cemetery to reassure her and after like an emotional outburst she kisses him shocked bruce leaves there and returns to the home to which he has like another nightmare the next day, he enters the station and sees Nesbitt out of holding. Bruce draws his gun before being prevented by other officers. Uh, his boss tells him to take off, and Kenneth gives him medicine. Bruce fakes taking the medicine and spits it out once he's in his office and grabs Angela's voice recordings before he leaves. He's followed by two men in a car trailing behind him. Um, and then while he's still listening to the recordings, he even turns around, and they're just ducked down like it appears like he has no idea that they were even there later that night he sees a soup advertisement on the street and recognizes the woman in it as the one he keeps seeing in his nightmares he concludes that his imaginary uh, his imagination is running wild and he goes to kenneth and tells him like all these past memories are being induced by the therapy and that the whole situation is just the result of mass hysteria though the professor is initially resistant to the idea he too comes to kind of question if these memories are real or not. So with the grandma being so suspicious and and in denial, like she was in the um I don't I guess you'd kind of call it an interrogation whenever the four of them were meeting. Whenever she's accused, she grabs Angela and starts like showing her anger. I think she even said something along the lines like you'll pay for this or something that was like threatening or to that extent. Bruce by this point in the movie is just losing it. His actions during this part aren't being helpful, but taking away his own and the professor's like credibility, even whenever he's presenting his theory to the professor, Bruce comes off like so out of it, like he can't even get his point across. So not really sure if you should believe him or why other characters do or don't believe him. On top of that, Kenneth getting like 
he acts as if he's being accused of all of his work meaning nothing whenever it comes to like regression therapy. So he's not even being of help by this point. Later, or not later, but pretty much he leaves the professors and he goes home and he's attacked by two hooded figures, seemingly the people that were following him. And um, it's revealed that it was George, with George Nesbitt and another colleague, Farrell. George was seeking revenge after Bruce detained him as a child molester and ruined his career. Bruce offers the forget the whole situation if George tells him anything he knows like they won't he won't report him and make him lose his job after George reveals things Bruce confronts Angela about her abuse and she insists that she tells the truth at the church finally Bruce concludes that she was fabricating everything from the beginning as she wanted to escape from her family whom she thinks are responsible for her own mother's death she wanted to elope with George Nesbitt as they had sexual relationship for some time but he refused to elope with a minor. So Angela accused her father in order to escape the house. When Bruce confronts her, she tells him that no one is going to believe him, especially if she tells them that they kissed in the cemetery. So Angela's just been manipulating everyone from the start. Bruce tells John everything, but John decides to take the blame, John Gray, her father, and pleads guilty in order to, quote, rescue Angela and hope that one day she will forgive him for being a bad father. So he's literally going to spend five years at least in jail because it's going to give them distance and he wants her to think of him, even though she's literally making him go to jail, putting all the stress on her brother and grandmother who jumped out of a window because she believes that her mom died because of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy that Bruce was able to take control of the attack and the stalker's identities were revealed because most movies wouldn't have let that happen. They would have just let them escape. When he goes to talk with Angela, he tricks her into revealing her lies and she admits that the truth when the two are alone. During that time, I kind of wish he would have had like a tape recorder on him, but he doesn't. And later it is shown that Angela is like on the news discussing her alleged story. So basically she just won. And the film ends with some text dialogue regarding satanic panic and regression therapy cases like alike, and how regression therapy isn't a commonly used uh, method anymore. I don't know if that's really true or not because I try to look into it online, but that's what the movie said at least at the end. So I'm glad I finally got to check out this film after all this time. For a 2015 film, it felt like very mid to late 2000s. I feel like there were a lot of like mystery cop stories with the possibility of supernatural forces during that time. So this just kind of fit in with that. Also how this film was shot and edited on top of how the plot played out reminded me of that time period. Then in the end, there was no supernatural or satanic force, just the twist from hysteria and paranoia. A foreseeable twist at that. And it was it was an interesting story nonetheless that I didn't mind to sit through and just see like where it would end up. It probably wouldn't have cared as much if it weren't Ethan Hawke playing the main character. Sometimes it's like all about the actor's performance that makes me even want to watch it. So that definitely is part of it. Cause like I said, I saw this trailer years ago and it was just a couple of years after Sinister and the Purge. I also enjoyed like getting to learn a little about regression therapy being practiced during this time. Um, partially due to like the alleged satanic rituals people were afraid of. I found that to be like an interesting angle that the film went with and clearly the title. It was a pretty tamed plot with very little suspense or 
feeling like characters were actually in danger. Not much payoff in the end, making it just like a casual watch. I give it a two out of five. It's not bad, just not something I'd go on about or something I'd care to rewatch. So that's all I have for Regression. I know it's a short episode, but follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Horrors Home. Be on the lookout for new episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I recently did my horror movies of 2022, and I reviewed Censor from 2021. I have a few episodes I'm working on right now. Um, plan on doing an episode each month for an entry in the Saw franchise, all the way leading up to Saw X that's supposed to come out in October. The Evil Dead uh, Rise trailer also came out this week, so definitely check that out if you haven't. Scream's coming out in March, so definitely still looking forward to that. Um, this coming Friday is Friday the 13th, so I'm going to try to do something for that. Also, there's going to be a new movie called Sick. It's like a slasher set during uh, 2020 pandemic times, and that's going to be on Peacock. If there's anything else you guys would like to hear, send me a message online. So that's all. Until next time, thank you again for listening.